If you have your Bibles, I would like for you to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. And I will be reading from a New King James Version. And so you could turn it with your hard copy or if you have it on your electronic device. All right. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. And this is what Paul says. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. That verse I just read explains why that the Bible is foolishness to unbelievers. The word of God is spirit and is meant for spiritual people that have been born again by the blood of Christ. Hi, and welcome to the Revelation Podcast. I hope you have been enjoying listening to what is being shared from the word of God. Now, I try my best to do at least one podcast once a week. And the last one I did was last Wednesday. And I spoke mainly from Revelation. And I talked about on how we are blessed with the Word of God. The Word of God is a very special book. It's not a book composed by ordinary men. And when I say ordinary men, I'm talking about the natural man. A man who is not born again. A man that is not born again cannot understand the word of God. And also the writers who were born again. If they were not that, and if they were ordinary men, then the word of God would have been impossible to be put together. And it would have been impossible for us right now. To have special revelation. Now, I want this episode to continue with what I shared from the last episode of Blessed Are Those That Read the Word of God. For if you listened to the last episode, you would have heard me share three reasons why people think that the book of Revelation is hard to understand. Those reasons I gave for not understanding the book were that they were young believers, immature believers, or non-believers. About non-believers not understanding the book of Revelation or the entire word of God, I said that they did not understand it because the Bible is a spiritual book. And only people that are born-again Christians that receive the Holy Spirit are able to understand the Word of God. Well, in this episode, I want to share with you about my experience with special revelation. And next week's episode, I'm going to talk about general revelation versus special. Special revelation. And with that, 
it's going to be like two sides, you know. One side is general revelation, and another side is special revelation. And there between the two sides is I have like this bridge. And as we go along throughout the topic on the Word of God, I will explain. And to continue where I left off about blessed is the Word of God, I want to share my experience with special revelation. Now, throughout my experience with special revelation, you're going to hear a little bit about my background. So if you're interested to know who I am and where I'm coming from, then this is definitely the episode to listen to. Episode number four. Now, I was blessed to have most of my education be taught mostly from a Christian perspective. From preschool to seminary, I would say out of those years that was up that's up to twenty nine, I only had secular public education for three years. So that means the twenty six years of my academics was spent in a Christian environment. As I look back to see what view I was taught when it came interpreting the Bible, I would say it can be summed up with a doctrine of salvation that you cannot lose it and pre-tribulation. Also, about what another view I was taught was that not all of the gifts of the Holy Spirit exist anymore, which with all these doctrines, I do not agree with because they go against the Word of God. Therefore, I do not agree with once saved, always saved. I don't agree with pre-tribulation. And I do not agree that the Holy Spirit only has certain gifts. I believe that the Holy Spirit is still the same as we read about in the book of Acts. He is the same today. Now, for me, it is a miracle that I'm able to understand the Word of God for what it is. Because I have been in a Christian education that I would say is mostly taught from a Calvinist perspective. Even though they declare they teach the Word of God like Liberty University. For the doctrine of the Holy Spirit gifts, all being aptic, is mostly taught by Pentecostal and not by other denominations with my church experience i can count with one hand the number of times that i have been to a pentecostal denomination church for i would say all the times i was there would be under three while i was there it felt like it was wwe produced I just remember people running up and down the aisles, jumping, hooping, hollering. I thought maybe someone was going to really throw a chair at me. So I was ready to hit the ground. And attending a Pentecostal denomination was an eye experience that I, an eye open experience that I will never forget. And that's not good. I mean, people. We pray in tongues, which I'm not sure if people there know how to pray in tongues. 
I mean, that is the gift that is given by the Holy Spirit. So no one can learn that like they can learn writing with a pencil. Now, the gift of tongues, tongues was given by the Holy Spirit. And it can be developed. But it's not something you learn like writing a pencil. Now, what convinced me that the gifts of the Holy Spirit still exist was when I started to be involved with street evangelism. Because God will never take back his promises, especially the gifts of the Holy Spirit that are weapons in spiritual warfare. And Christians do enter into the battlefield when they make a faithful commitment to the Great Commission. Now some, if not most Christians, will disagree with me. And they will use the verse that Paul says, the gifts will cease to exist. With that verse, they will use to justify their reason for the Holy Spirit's gifts not existing. And they are definitely using that verse wrong. I mean, like I said, God never takes back His promises. And yes, I do agree that the gifts of the Holy Spirit will cease to exist when we no longer need it. There will be a time when we will no longer need them because when Christ establishes His physical kingdom in the world, we will no longer need to evangelize. So we will not need those gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, what I'm saying about the gifts of the Holy Spirit was not convinced by someone teaching me. It was taught to me as a special revelation from the Holy Spirit in the Bible. And I truly believe that without a doubt. When I say that most of my Christian education was taught mostly from a Calvinistic perspective, I most likely should not be agreeing with the Pentecostals about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. What made me believe in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit is my trust in God and in His Word that I saw alive as a street evangelist. With what I just said is one example from my experience of how the Holy Spirit gave me special revelation about His gifts. And a doctrine that I now believe is false and can be considered heresy, which is once saved and always saved, is that how I end up disagreeing with it is a special revelation to me that began with my wife. Now, let me share a little bit about my wife's faith and how we met. At that time, it began when we were engaged. And let me tell you a little bit about her background before I continue about how I reached the conclusion that we can lose our salvation. My wife was raised in South Korea. Her father and her two brothers are pastors. Their denomination is the Evangelical Holiness Church. In that denomination, they believe in the Word of God for what it is. They do not believe in pre-tribulation, but post-tribulation. They also believe in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit being 
active, and they also believe that one can lose their salvation. Now, I met her in the fall of 2013 at Liberty Baptist Theological Seminary at the end of August. We fell in love quickly, and we got engaged two months later. While in our engagement period, we discover that we have different views on salvation. Now, I believe that I could never... Now, I believed that I could never lose my salvation because Baptists would pump up grace while ignoring the book of James that says faith without works is dead. And that book, like the book of Revelation, is written to believers. Up until around 2016 or 2017 is how long I accepted the doctrine of once saved, always saved. Now, my wife believed that you can lose your salvation. And you would think that difference in the doctrine of salvation should have ended our relationship. But that did not which I believe that we are still together, is by the grace and mercy of God. I also believe that it was the prayer of my wife and my in-laws that we stayed together. And not only just stayed together, their prayers allowed me to open my heart and receive the special revelation of that you can lose your salvation. Well, When we discuss salvation, I look back to see my reasons for never losing your salvation was nonsense. Because it does not reflect what the Word of God says. When I try to defend once saved, always saved, I use Jesus' parables on lost things like the sheep and corn as my example to say that once saved people will not be lost. I also would say that a gift will not be lost. But we lose gifts all the time. My reasons were mine. And I just used the word of God to fit mine when I should have my reasons fit with the word of God. Now, my wife pointed to Jesus' teaching about he is the vine from John chapter 15, and those that go apart from him will not bear good fruit, and they will lose their salvation. Well, I interpret that scripture as people that were never saved, but those that were never saved would have been never able to bear fruit in the first place. If all Jesus' disciples that heard him say that, then what Jesus said would have been useless. For with unsaved people, he will have spoken the message of repentance, like when he did when he started to preach the gospel. He would never gone into death of what his parables meant if his disciples were not saved. Because only those that were saved would have eventually understood like the disciples did after they pulled Jesus to the side to ask 
him about the meaning of the parables like they did with the one about the sower. Again, all things I say come from the Holy Holy Spirit. They are in Scripture, which to me is another example of special revelation. Well, at the time my wife was sharing with me from John chapter 15, I could not listen because my own interpretation of it prevented me from hearing it. Later on in our marriage, she would have the discussion with me, and she shared another verse with me to show that one can lose its salvation. This verse came from Paul, and he is almost like the Savior for some Calvinists. After referring to Calvin, they will go refer to Paul, because he wrote constantly that salvation is by grace and faith. However, I think they willfully ignored the book of James that will easily contradict their Calvin and their Calvinist interpretation of the Bible. I mean, hey, even Martin Luther ignored the book of James. Well, actually, he did not think that the book of James should have been included in the Bible. I think a lot of Calvinists have the same attitude as Martin Luther did when it comes to James. So, I hope they have not recently quoted 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, which says, All scripture is inspired by God, and that includes the book of James. Now, the verse my wife used to reveal to me that we can lose our salvation came from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, which Paul says he hopes that he will not lose his salvation. I mean, of all the people you would think that would not say that, it would be him. And when my wife shared that with me, I was still not convinced. We end up agreeing that we would pray more, or I would pray more, and look at the Word of God closely. Well, a few days later, I was driving for Uber. Whenever I drove for Uber riders, I saw myself as a mobile evangelist, and I would play the audio Bible for passengers to listen to. Now, remember God said, my word will not return void? And listening to the word with Uber riders I had to pick up allowed me and them be ministered by his word. Now, the day that the word revealed to me that we can lose our salvation will be a special revelation to me. And you have already heard me say those words quite a few times. When we get to general revelation versus special revelation, I will go into death and what the difference is between general and special revelation. However, one thing I will say now about special revelation is that when it happens, you most likely will not forget when it happened. Now, you might forget the day and month, but you'll most likely remember the place of when it happened. The place where it happened was in my car. And I think it was 
around noon when it happened and I parked my car near a field in Alexandria, Virginia. Now before this happened, I was not thinking about what my wife shared with me on losing one's salvation. She shared with me 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24, but that was not the verse the Holy Spirit used. And he did not use whatever verse I was listening to, which I cannot remember now. However, I do remember what verses the Holy Spirit led me to. And at that time, I was not really thinking about what I discussed with my wife about salvation. I was not thinking about that before the Holy Spirit started delivering the special revelation to me. After I dropped the passenger off, I was headed from Washington, D.C. to Alexandria, Virginia to eat lunch. As I was driving, the Holy Spirit told me to go to Revelation and examine what Jesus said about those in the book of life, which is what I did when I parked next to a field. After I parked, I opened my Bible app and looked through Revelation. And these are the verses that have Jesus talking about the book of life. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 5, he writes, He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. But I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. In Revelation chapter 21, verse 27. And there shall in no wise enter anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book. In Revelation chapter 22, verse 19, it says, And if any man shall take away from the words of this prophecy, God shall take away his part, out of the book of life and out of the Holy Spirit, Holy City, and from the things which are, are written in this book. Revelation chapter 3, verse 5 are the words of Christ, and the other verses in Revelation are Christ's words spoken through John. Now, we should agree that only believers' names are written in the book of life. That means they already are saved. In Revelation chapter 21, verse 27, it says, Who will not enter into the holy city, which unbelievers who do not have their names written in the book of life. The book of life is even known in the Old Testament with Moses. In Exodus chapter 32, verse 32, he says, Yet now, if thou wilt forgive their sin, and if not, blot me, I pray thee, out of thy book which thou hast written. When Moses says, thy book which thou hast written, he was referring to the book of life. Now, in Revelation chapter 20, verse 12, mentions other books along with the book of life which were to be used to judge unbelievers for things they have done. Now, going back to Revelation chapter 3, verse 5, and Revelation chapter 22, verse 19, 
we see both verses say that names can be taken out of the book of life. Now, again, the names in the book of life are believers. And their names blot out means they are no longer in the book of life, which should give us the conclusion that we can lose our salvation. Revelation chapter 3 verse 5 are the words of Christ. And his words are not debatable. This verse is very clear. And it will fit even with what Paul says about grace and faith with salvation. All the word of God is inspired. And there's no mistake about the word. The word is a reflection of his character, which means it is holy, true, and unchangeable. That means if God did not blot out Moses' name out of the book of life. I mean, that means if God did blot out Moses' name out of the book of life, then it means the same as Jesus saying he would blot out the name in the book of life. The church in Sardis does not repent, which means they will lose their salvation. The doctor of salvation is not debatable. Because to receive it, you must repent. I mean, that is the first thing Jesus preached on. Look at Peter. After he believed that Jesus was who he said he was, he repented. Repentance is being sorry for our sins. It is asking Jesus for forgiveness, which we all need. And is believing in our hearts that Jesus is God and confessing him with our mouths that he is Lord. That is our faith. We believe in Jesus, and our commitment to him is when we receive the Holy Spirit that will lead us to be baptized and make public confession with our identity in Christ. As followers of Christ, we must be committed to him, which is expressed with our fruit that we must bear. The only way to do it is by staying in him and not departing. When we depart from him, we can lose our salvation. Therefore, the doctrine of salvation is not debatable. Now, what I just said came from the Holy Spirit through his word. So I now know that my interpretation of the word must reflect what it says and not what I want it to say. After I came home on that special Revelation Day, I told my wife, and we rejoiced. This happened three or four years ago, which has let me see this as a special revelation from the Holy Spirit. These special revelations I share from my life are examples of truth that can only be revealed by the Word through the Holy Spirit. These truths are not for unbelievers, which is why I do not expect them to understand. And I also do not expect young believers or even mature believers that deny the Holy Spirit's gifts to understand. I think my experience is meant for true believers that want to accept Jesus for who he is so they can truly commit to him. Now, it is pretty obvious that Jesus left the world 2,000 years ago. And the majority of the church has not seen him since he ascended into heaven. We verify what is being taught about him 
the same way the Bereans did when they heard about him from Paul. They searched the scriptures to verify what Paul said was true. And this is their conclusion after they searched the word. In Acts chapter 17, verse 12, in the King James Version, it says, Therefore, many of them believed, also of honorable women, which were Greeks, and of men, not a few. They believe, which is what we should do when a truth is confirmed by us through the Holy Spirit. Now, in the next episode... I want to go into general revelation versus special revelation. And we will just be focusing on general revelation. Now, I hope you guys were intrigued by what you heard. And I hope that people will continue to seek God. And they'll search the scriptures daily as the Bereans did. I do not want people just to go by with what they heard from me. I pray and hope that they will go into the word. And if you're truly saved, if you're truly born again, that means you have the Holy Spirit. And he will guide you in his word. And you will see the truth. Now, in order for us to see the truth... We have to make sure that we are interpreting the Word of God for what it is and not interpreting it on how we want to interpret it. How we interpret it should reflect what's in it. If it's not, then we need to adjust our interpretation. And so... I thank you for taking the time of clicking the audio to listening to it. And I hope that God is blessing you during this time of trial. And I look forward to speaking with you guys again next week with General Revelation.